Blessings, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Superpowers of the Soul. I'm your host, Amorakai Kimberly Fenn, and I am super happy to be welcoming back one of our deeply inspiring guests, Therese Bowers, to talk about portals of possibility today. Therese is an unyielding chronic illness thriver. She has journeyed on a 15-year wellness odyssey alongside her husband and two adult children. Navigating through many hardships, she harnesses the power of plant medicine, gardening, and meditation to sculpt her holistic self-care rituals. As a certified medical cannabis coach, educator, and a super captivating public speaker, Therese is the living embodiment of resilience in her relentless pursuit of wellness. She's a real inspiration. In the fall of 2023, she answered a profound call from the divine to become a portal keeper. And transcending past fears of self-sacrifice, she wholeheartedly surrendered and ushering in a transformative wave affecting her life, her family, work, and her community. Guided by the divine, Therese joyously created a portal room in her home. An endeavor, she says, was marked by sacredness, awe, and unexpected joy. The room, adorned with crystals, candles, ancestral items, and divine scents, pulsates with divine love, with healing, and with bliss. She's here today not just to share her extremely powerful story, but as always, to help inspire others who could also benefit from her lived experience. She's a wonderful human being who serves as a true beacon of resilience and hope, and I am overjoyed that she is here with us today. Therese, welcome back to the show, sweetheart. I am so, so glad you're here. Thank you so much. What an honor to be able to come and sit with you again. It's a, mm. it's a privilege. Thank you. I agree. Such a privilege to be here with you. I am super eager to hear your story today, and I'd like to start just, you know, by defining some terms for people before we really dive in. As I just mentioned, last fall, you felt this profound call from the divine to become what you call a portal keeper and to create a portal room in your home. And, you know, maybe I've just watched too many sci-fi movies, but when I hear the word portal, I see visions of people in one place, literally stepping through a doorway, through a portal stepping yeah. into a whole other place. So, you know, yeah. for the purposes of today, what are we talking about? What is a portal room? What's a portal keeper? Yeah. So when the divine first asked me to build a portal room, and those are the words that I actually heard was, I want you to build a portal room. And I was like, I know nothing about portals. Uh, <laughs> but the divine said, hey, I will guide you. Don't worry about it. All I need to know is if you're willing. And so with that willingness also came the direction and the guidance. So it's actually a physical room in my home that was empty, that that was asking to be of service. And so, yes, there's a door, there's a window. <laughs> it's a typical room. Uh, but once you do walk through that door, you know you're somewhere else and you know that the energy has shifted and that the divine is right there ready to embrace you as soon as you enter that space. Mm. And so in some ways you are portaled into a different frequency, a different energy. Absolutely. That threshold. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I've heard stories that's just really palpable. I mean, it's so palpable. Yeah. 
Yes, even for children. So I've had children at this point, the portal room, the divine has asked that it just be uh, for feminine energies right now. So we haven't had masculine energies in that space. And I'm just honoring the divine's request for that. Partly because I believe that us as feminine um, creatures need a safe space to explore ourselves, to grow and to learn, just kind of away from the masculine energy right now. Like this isn't forever, but just the safe space right now. So I've had women of all ages, girls of all ages come into the portal space. And the very first thing that they always say is, I feel so calm. And Mm. I can watch the girls, even the young girls, just moving in and out of theta wave states where they're just in awe and then they're curious and then they're restful and then they ask a question and then they just are spending a lot of time in inward and enjoying the feeling of this calm calmness and nervous system regulation. Oh, I mean, okay. I can't wait to dive into all of this because the stories are profound and I do agree with you wholeheartedly that these kinds of spaces are imperative to unlocking feminine power, to creating safe spaces that feminine energy actually really needs. And so I love that you spoke to that. And we are going to speak to so much more in just a moment. I'm going to go ahead and take our short break now so we can get deep into it when we get back. Just before we do that, sweetheart, can you share with us the best place for people to go to find out more about you, connect with you? Absolutely. Yeah. My website is my name, Therese.ca. So it's T-E-R-E-S-E.ca. And then if you kind of want to get in on my, my email list, then there's a button at the very top of the page, the very first page, it says start here, click on that. And then you'll actually get a free guide and uh, be able to connect with me more consistently that way too. Oh, super. So generous. Thank you so much for that. We'll make sure there's links on the show page for anybody listening as well. All right, everyone, you are listening to Superpowers of the Soul here on the Superpower Network, and we will be right back to get deep into portals of possibility with Therese Bowers in just a moment. So stay tuned. Hello, everyone. I'm Tonya Don Reckla, Director of Superpower Experts. If you're ready to activate your superpowers and turn your lifetime journey into the journey of a lifetime, go to superpowerexperts.com and get started today. Welcome back, everyone. This is Amorakai, and if you're just tuning in, today we are talking with Therese Bowers about portals of possibility. So, you know, I'd like to go backwards a little bit before we go more forwards into the full story, because my understanding is this was not the first time that you felt a divine calling like this, but your response in the past was a bit different, right? It brought up some fear And I believe it brought up feelings of self-sacrifice and in your words, not the good kind. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. To share a little bit about that. Yeah. So um, in my upbringing, it was, we were taught a lot about uh, being missionaries or um, proselytizing to other people, converting other people to our way, which was the right way. And a lot of um, this, the presentation of this missionary work was through self-sacrifice and giving up your desires, wants, needs, comforts, everything in service. And 
it never sat right with me. And I used to have sleepless nights thinking about this and how um, God at the time was who I referred to that being how God would like force me to do things or that my life wouldn't be blessed if I wasn't doing what God asked me to do. And that I needed to humble myself, bow down, scrape the ground, and just in my unworthiness, try to get footing to be a good person in God's eyes, essentially. Mm-hmm. And so I'm. Um, I have been connecting with uh, God over my whole life. There's, I've had a relationship with God, but over the over the last number of years, um, I, it's, it's changed. It's really changed and evolved into this relationship with the divine. And when I refer to this being or this energy force as the divine, to me, it just it covers my heart in love and kindness and support. And that this being or frequency or energy would not ask anything of me that would be harmful for me. Mm. And so as I began to more deeply trust in the divine and develop this communication and this relationship, unlike any that I've had, it came to a point where the divine asked me a question. So back to, again, my upbringing, we were responsible for our own salvation and that we had to approach God and say, will you forgive me and accept me? I take you into my heart and I will forever be your servant. What the divine asked me this time, it wasn't me going to the divine and saying, hey, can you use me? Like, I'm so sorry that I've, you know, whatever, done life my way. I want to come and and now repent to you. It was the divine coming to me when the divine sensed I was ready and invited me. It was an invitation. It wasn't a groveling on my part. I didn't need to do anything but listen. And was I willing? Just simply answer that call. Are you willing? And that call came um, in in mid-October and it was clear as day. It was like, will you be willing to be of service to me? And at that point, I realized this is so different than anything I've ever experienced. And I want to be of service to the divine who loves me so deeply and who has my best interests at heart and who I can fully rest knowing that my needs are met. um, I have this relationship and it feels good in my body and my nervous system is calm and I'm not uh, having nightmares thinking, oh my God, I'm going to be eaten by a tiger or I'm going to be like all these things of my Mm. childhood images. Mm. And so that is what made this very different, this experience very, very different, is that I was invited and I had that free will choice. And if I had said, no, I'm not willing, Mm -hmm. I wasn't going to be banished anywhere. My life wasn't going to be unblessed. It was just simply, no, I'm not ready or no, that's not what I want to do. It was my free will choice. Mm. How powerful. I mean, I'm hearing so much here. I'm hearing you got to have your own free, unprogrammed, undirected, right? I'm actually thinking of birthing. You got to have your own unhindered relationship with spirit, divine God, whatever you want to call that, which coming out of so many years of the opposite of that, I can only imagine how that must have felt. Um, Astounding, astounding. But I'm also hearing like, there's so much love here. There's so much freedom in all of it. You have free will choice. You're a connection and it's an invitation, not a demand. There's no punishment or judgment. 
there is only relational truth. What is your truth right now? This is your invitation. I That feels good. That doesn't feel good. I'm ready. I'm not ready. So much freedom. There's so much power there. Yeah. And it, it just, it, what reminded me of this, the difference was this, this piece of invitation and free will. And nobody else was involved in this. Like I wasn't accountable to anybody else. It was just me and the divine. Nobody else had a preconceived idea or what I should or what I shouldn't do. Or even this invitation of God doesn't ask you to build a portal room. Like, come on, you must be crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and, and this portal room, I mean, you explained before the break that it does feel like entering a completely different vortex, energy, frequencies. It's palpable. But not only are very tangible things and feelings happening when someone enters this room, but even in just you following through and saying yes and answering this call that you heard, I I believe that you've noticed that it's touching. There's this healing that's coming through the portal that's touching every single one of your family members you've mentioned, right? But also... That you know your your extended family, your community, sort of the collective, you're getting to notice this. Mm-hmm. And what kind of healings are you seeing? Mm-hmm. Uh, so truths. Um, one mm-hmm. of the things that comes through so clearly uh, when we're in the portal um, and when there's other people gathering in the portal is the truth that comes through, and it's it's truth that makes such complete sense that it's, there really is no argument or or disagreement with it because it's like, oh. Mm-hmm. Of course. <laughs> oh, real truth. <laughs> yes. Oh, fun. <laughs> yeah, without a whole lot of discussion or explanation or um, our labeling or anything, it's just it's just truth in such a kind way that doesn't demean anybody or you know, you're like sometimes when we, when we don't know things, we're hard on ourselves. But if you don't yeah. know, you don't know. And the truth just kind of comes through in this like presentation of here, you might need this little bit of truth. Mm. And so it's, it's just so lovely. Um, the, I'm also noticing that the divine has teachings for me to share with the world as well through my speaking. And one of the pieces that I bring, so the messages that the, the divine has showed me are this simplicity as well. And mm. not getting hung up in a whole bunch of rites and rituals and all those things have been great. And then we've needed them over the past number of years and decades. We've needed these structures and these boundaries and these rituals and these routines and these rules to follow. But as we're moving into this 5D uh, dimension and this, this timeline of unity, We need to be present with what the divine is asking us right now because it's potent right now. Some of those teachings that we had in the past, they're falling away because it's like we're climbing Mount Everest and we've up up till like halfway point, we've got a lot of luggage with us because we've needed it. But in order to get to that last bit of summit, we're going to have to drop, drop some of our baggage because we don't need it anymore. And so we need to just let down, set down some of those pieces that we've relied on, that we thought we really needed. Maybe it was that teddy bear and the teddy bear (laughs) will be there when we come back, but we need to lighten our load so that we're ready to listen and to act and respond when the divine calls. Mm. 
That is simple. That is presence. That is mindfulness. That is truth. That is the never present now moment. That is everything. It reminds me of that William Blake quote. I believe it's William Blake, you know, the grain, the sand, the wildflower to hold infinity in the palm of your hand. I mean, it's so, it's everything and nothing all at once. It's so simple. You know, I, one of, your quotes that I pulled from an article, I believe you wrote, I think I've got that right. In talking about you, this next era of healing, you say that through this experience, what you're noticing is that this next era of healing is it's so gentle, compassionate, peaceful with this gentle invitation to just let go, referring to the beautiful vision you just gave us of dropping bags at the top of the hill. But you already, you also say miracles are, are real and already here for us. So it does feel like this very beautiful, gentle, truthful, letting go versus, you know, the times that we've been in of gathering, forcing, collecting, building, building up. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Yes. Yes. And we've needed them. Like, I I don't want us to come away and go like, well, what were we doing back there? No. We were preparing. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. I'm um, in in training to work uh, specifically more with empowering women and unlocking feminine power. We talk a lot about masculine and feminine um, energy dynamics and and power sources, and it's not one or the other. And we need to be very clear about that, which is what I hear so vibrantly through you. And so sourcing, you know, from masculine power and sourcing from feminine power, both are needed. It's, It's a dance. And it's just what is needed now. And what was needed then, just because it's different, doesn't make it wrong or bad. In fact, one denotes the other and, right, um, dances with the other and builds on the other. And so in that dance, I do find this a very feminine space of, you know, um, presence and compassion and gentleness and letting go. Those are all mm, traits of feminine power. There's so many more, of course, but the ability to be in flow, to be in this presence right now and respond to what is needed into the moment, uh, more so than than all the, the wonderful things that are necessary to have us here, all the infrastructure and planning and building, you know, that we now get to relax into and go to this next step. I, I really love that visual that you've given. And so I love that you spoke to the fact that it is a very safe space and that, yeah, I think that women and feminine energy does require that space. Um, they're very particular spaces within which to heal and to grow and to do all the things that are being called to us right now. So I'm curious, you know, what was the process like for you? Did it, did it take a day, a week, a month? Was it just a very intuitive process? You invited other people in at first, like, just walk me through it if you're willing. Yeah, absolutely. It was about two, two to three weeks was the was the process of getting it all set up. Mm-hmm. And uh, myself, along with um, my daughter, who's 24, and my roommate, mm-hmm. um, who's a feminine energy as well. Uh, mm-hmm. The three of us kind of just made this giddy um, threesome of going to thrift stores and looking on marketplace and not knowing what we're looking for, but just like, whatever piqued our interest. So both of them had some contributions to the space and, um, and we co-created it together because I needed to have extra hands. The roof is all, uh, or the ceiling is, 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 has this flowy fabric that the divine showed us how to 
secure it um, onto the roof. Uh, and then the furnishings that came in were all either donated or through the thrift store or things just arriving. Uh, lots of candles, um, furs, animal furs, plants, this amazing jade plant that's 26 years old found its way to the portal. It's, it's huge. Um, it's, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's huge and it's a masterpiece and it takes center stage in the portal. Uh, there's pieces from my ancestry. So both of my grandmothers have passed over the last couple of years. And so I had a lot of artifacts from them and they wanted to be in the space along with pieces from my grandfather. Um, and so there's a lot of lineage pieces in there so that we have the ancestors present in that space at all times. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the divine asked me, so the, to actually open the portal on November 7th, 2nd, which is All Souls Day. And so the build up to that was I was like, I don't know how to I don't I don't know how to open a portal. And the divine is like, don't worry, don't worry. I will tell you how. And so with with the divine's guidance, I invited another friend. Again, she'd never opened a portal before, but was willing to sit with me. And we did. We just created this space, not knowing what we were doing. And we're like, well, do you think it's open? And we're like, yeah, we th- I think it's open. Do you think it's open? Yep. Yeah, okay. Okay. We've done it. <laughs> so mm. just through our sharing and incantations and candles and scents and, um, and just being in the space and being willing and the divine does the rest. And then the instructions from the divine was just to me. And so my the guidance was to spend as much time as I could in the month of November in the portal room, listening, learning, journaling, dancing, whatever the divine asked me to do. And so I cleared my schedule for the month. And um, every day it was this joyful experience of getting up, waking up and realizing I get to spend another day in the portal. And so I would spend between three to five hours in the portal every day just listening and learning what the divine had for me. And I got to really know what it feels like when I'm connected to the divine, when the divine has messages that are coming through me, when my nervous system is regulated, when um, when there's a healing that's coming through for somebody else. And I also learned how to play. So one of the new ways that we're working with the divine these days is through play. How fun, how fun. <laughs> Indeed. And- yeah, and it can look they can look like um like I have figurines. I have little things because I'm a, I I'm not a very big person. I'm a fairly petite woman and I've always loved little things. And so there are a lot of little things in the portal. And um so sometimes they invite me. There's a maybe a little a little uh, lizard figurine. So the lizard asks will you take me and move me over to the crystal over there because I have work to do. And then a person's name would come through and I'm like, Oh, it sounds like that person needs some healing. So I'll just let the lizard and the crystal do their work and I'll continue playing and dancing and singing and whatever I need to do, because I don't know the business of that person and I don't need to, all I need to do is help hold the space. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the other instructions from the divine was to invite all of my lightworker friends to bring their crystals into the portal for that month so that they could also be upgraded and recharged for what was what's coming. And so I had streams of crystals coming into the space. And mm. that was such a pleasure too, because it, all the crystals brought their own energies too. And they were excited to be a part of the portal for this month and getting all their um, 
their juju upgraded. And many of them were influential in many different healings and and wanted to be moved in different places. And they knew they knew what they wanted. And all I needed to do was to be the vessel. So that was what the divine really showed me. Um, prior to this invitation, maybe a few weeks before, I felt this moving, this essence moving into my body. And I was like, I was just starting to really get intimate with the divine at this point. And I was like, what was that? And the the voices that came said, we are all your past lives. We know everything. We have used all the tools and technologies. And we just need a vessel now for all these tools and technologies to be expressed. So are you willing to be that vessel? And I'm like, well, what do I have to do? And they said, nothing. We know it all. You don't need to know anything. All you need to do is be willing. And I was like, this sounds like the biggest gift ever because of all the striving and the hard work that I've done over the last 50 years to try and be the best I could be. And all they were asking me was, you don't need to know anything. Just be willing to be an empty vessel and we'll work through you. Mm. Mm. That was so, yes, go ahead. No, I just can't even imagine it. It reminds me of the story of the hollow bone. Right. Mm-hmm. To be that pure channel, that vessel that you're talking about, but you're referring to all those years and all that work. And they talk about, you know, all the work it takes to, to make a, a pure hollow bone, all the yeah. stuff that you need to, <laughs> to yeah, face out. and feel and clear out and, and polish and shine and let get bleached in the sun and, you know, burned away. And, and it does take time and process yeah. and effort. And then it's so funny because in our culture, we are still, I would say, a little bit bent towards the forcing, efforting, striving, achieving, making. Uh, we're coming out of that now, but we're at the tail end of that, I would say. And so in our culture, to look at our result and our reward is, you know, the hollowness, the vessel, the emptiness, emptying out rather than filling up is is precious that's just so perfect (laughs) it's so perfect and I I can only imagine that moment for you I can only imagine that moment for you in in listening to you I've noticed you've said a couple times that you heard so Mm -hmm. when you experience the divine is it through sound are you hearing I'm always so curious how people experience their connection because I think the more we talk about this the more people can find their own and not think that it has to be the same you know I I like the as many examples as possible yeah totally uh, it's always hard to th- to describe these things, but <laughs> <That's true. laughs> Fair. Um, but it, it's um, so yes, I do hear, and I hear a voice, and it's kind of like um, in the front of my crown chakra. So it's not in my head so much as it's just kind of above my crown chakra and forward a little bit, kind of like up above my forehead. And so there's kind of like this little. Uh, maybe a bubble, let's call it a bubble, um, yeah. where the divine voice is. And the divine, funny thing, uh, so when I was first starting to commune in this way, I kept going um, the divine she, the divine he. So when I was talking to the divine, I would flip back and forth between she and he because I couldn't figure it out. And then one day I just said, divine, what are you? And the divine laughed. So the divine loves <laughs> to laugh with me. And I think mm-hmm. it's it's hilarious and I don't mind it because it means that it's like this loving parental figure of, oh, you're so sweet in your innocence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so, sure. 
So the divine <laughs> laughed and said, I'm a they. And I'm like, oh, oh, mm. of course, of course you're a they. Yeah, of course. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that story. That's great. Thank you for that. And so also, really- sorry, just want to say a two that the divine doesn't speak to me in flowery long term. So if I'm asking mm. a question or whatever, it's usually very simple. So um, I'll be like, oh, um, what do I do for work today? I have this situation and da, 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 da. And then the, the guidance might be, oh, Therese, just keep going. Mm-hmm. I'll keep going. Yeah, just keep going. Oh, okay. So you're not going to tell me what to do. No, I'm not going to tell you what to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, you know, I'm hearing you're in conversation, you're in communion, you're in, con- you know, in connection in that way. There's a back and forth. You're hearing a lot of things, but you're, it, it's coming through a specific uh, portal, shall we call it? Yes. Bubble portal. <laughs> <laughs> specific portal that you're very attuned to. That's, that's pretty precious. I love that, but you're right. It It's, it's back to the truth and the simplicity and the more simple, oftentimes the more in truth, right. In full presence that we are. I, I, I love that you spoke to that. I, I really get that back to the portal room for a moment, the divine, my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, but it, it kind of invited you to begin doing other things in this portal room, right? Are you holding sacred ah. ceremonies in there for people? You want to talk about that for a minute? That sounds fascinating. Yes. So after November, the divine asked me to close that portion of the portal. So that time for me of that learning and listening ended at the end of um, uh, November. And then on December 1st, the invitation was to reopen it as a community space. And so what we have been guided to do is um, hold women's circles there. So we have a mother and daughter circle, and then we have a women's circle. And um, these are all led by the divine. So I'm merely the, I'm the vessel and I make the phone calls and I do the physical things and I sit on my mat and then I wait for the divine to, to show me what to do. The divine has guided me not to script anything. And I'm a scripter. I've been scripting my whole life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so, but actually the responsibility and the onus um, has, has brought such ease that all I need to do is show up and the, and the divine takes it from there. So that's really, really, really cool. The second opportunity that the divine invited me to do was to hold sacred cannabis ceremonies in the portal room as well. So being that I, um, I'm a cannabis coach and educator, and I've been working with cannabis as a plant medicine um, for our therapeutic reasons for a number of years, this was a new avenue of working with this plant and in, in inviting it into sacred ceremony. So we have had a number of ceremonies in the portal with just women at this point. And uh, I, I just... It's it's speechless. It really is speechless. The last one we had a couple of weeks ago, uh, as as the women, we, just, we finished the circle and just getting people's feedback. It was like it, speechless and profound. And I'm so deeply, deeply honored to hold, be a carrier for the medicine carrier and also to hold this space for others to connect in this relationship with the plant that is a direct line also to the divine Cannabis opens a portal to us to the field of bliss. The divine lives in the field of bliss. So Mm. sometimes we need that little bit of guidance, that little bit of stimulus to get us to that field of bliss. And I believe cannabis is a really, really interesting tool to utilize um, to get to that space of bliss. 
And I would suspect that a lot of that in in the physical, I know there's different layers that we're talking here from the energetic down to the physical, but specifically in the physical, it would it would have to deeply support or regulate the nervous system to that effect. Yes? Absolutely. Oh, yes. And that is also one of the goals of the portal. So one of the goals of the portal is to regulate nervous systems, which it does instantaneously. As soon as you walk into the portal, you will notice your nervous system begin to come back into regulation. Yes. And then cannabis comes on board and helps to even more deeply root that in so that you're know, the whole ceremony. We, the, it's very important when I hold my ceremonies that people are comfortable and that there is no irritations in their bodies. If there's mm-hmm. irritation, we stop and okay. we address it because irritation in the body, discomforts. Oh, I should get another pillow, but I don't want to disturb anyone. Oh, I really need a glass of water, but I should. All of that mm-hmm. isn't, yeah. we don't need that anymore. We need to express <laughs> our needs and desires because the body. So as yeah. we're moving into our enlightened beingness, we do yeah. not leave our bodies. The yeah. We need to focus even more on what our bodies need, not less. Sometimes we have this image of the guru who doesn't even need to poop. (laughs) Yeah, we're all just going to float up and away. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. no, no. We need to ground in more, feel in more into what's happening in the body. Mm -hmm. Well, to me, it's both pathways happening at the same time. So we are in, in my experience, we are both ascending, spiraling up into higher states of consciousness while consciousness is simultaneously descending and grounding deeper and deeper into the body and the earth. And so it's, it's being in balance of those two. I mean, you know, we can be overly earthbound and really closed off to higher energies and we can be in such expanded states of consciousness that, you know, we can't feed ourselves or show up for a meeting on time. I mean, there's balance here in the evolution as we go. I agree with you completely that everything is coming with us. And so I, I just love your experience. I love how willing you are to share. I deeply appreciate the impact not just that you're having on, on yourself and the immediate people that this is obviously serving, but just having this as an idea in the world and being willing to share it with other people so that they know that this is something that exists, that this yeah. is possible, that yes. this is right. I mean, that's, I just love that so, so much. Mm-hmm. So I just, you know, in answering this call, what is one of the, the, the more surprising things you've learned or experienced maybe so far, what would you say? What surprised you the most? Just that it can be fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And the more I focus on having fun and taking care of my body and feeling my feelings, that that's all that the divine asks of me. That's it. Yeah. And it's so, so simple. So that, yes. So the simplicity and the fun and the play, I, this was not the narrative I was taught, not at all. Yeah. Yeah. And so I am just so grateful that the divine is showing me this not self sacrifice, uh, but showing up fully in the way that I was created for the purpose that I was created to be of service, not to be of sacrifice. Mm. And and it's a real shift in even in what we consider being of service. I really appreciate some of the perspective that you've given being in service to what's being asked of you and what's being asked of you can be fun it can be simple it can be expressive being in service to a 
different idea altogether of what being in service means, right? And I would say also being in service is being present, being in that relationship moment to moment that you've spoken so beautifully to, so different than being in control, being in force, right? Being in sacrifice, working hard so that you get your reward at the end, so that you get to the, the whatever at the end, get the reward, right? (laughs) All those, all those kinds of ideas. And I mean, yeah, it's, it's really brave in so many ways because it's, it's, I don't know that it's never been here before, brand new, but as far as our consciousness goes, it feels pretty tender and new. It feels emergent, right? In these times, perfect time for it though, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. We needed this. We couldn't just keep going the way we were going, really. Like, yeah, exhausting ourselves and just beating ourselves over the back and like, no, no, no. Yeah. Oh, sweetheart. You are just fantastic. I'm so thrilled. I'm thrilled that you've had this experience, that you're willing to share it with others in the way that you are. And the lightness in you the joy, the vitality, the lightness of being, the the connection, belonging, just simplicity, truth. I mean, it emanates out from you. It just emanates from your field, through your voice, everything. So you're really a walking, talking embodiment of everything you're speaking to as far as your experience uh, going through this has been. That's That's pretty profound. Yeah, it's been a really important to me. I've always wanted to walk my talk. And if I couldn't talk it, yeah. Then I didn't want to preach it. Yeah, of course. Oh, sweetheart. You know, is there anything that you didn't get a chance to share that you really want to share with people before we begin to wrap up for today? People have been asking about these cannabis ceremonies and how they can access them, um, maybe not in person. And so I'm working on that. The divine is showing me ways of getting these ceremonies out um, to people who are can't come to my portal space. The other thing the divine has invited, it showed me how, is how to create portals anywhere. So I will be traveling. Um, I prefer to do cannabis ceremonies in person. And um, I that's part of what I offer is I, I build a safe portal space first before we do a cannabis ceremony so that I'm bringing that energy of nervous system regulation and I'm making sure that space is safe for everybody. And then I'm also working on virtual options as well so that people can tune in from wherever they are and experience this as well. Well, I can't imagine greater work at this time. And it is obviously in full alignment with you and who you are and all you're here to be and give. And I just couldn't be happier for you and everyone and anyone that gets to be involved. Wow. Such an empowering and inspiring conversation, sweetheart, as always, as Mm -hmm. always. Thank you so much for being here, for sharing and modeling that just that fierce resilience you have, that capacity for listening to this call, for listening, you know, that just are absolutely super powered in you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you for the platform, the safe place to share this. It's delicate Mm. information right now. And Mm. so I really appreciate the supportive place to be able to to share. Mm. Thank you so, so much. I will take that and I will share it with the rest of the network. It's definitely a community. All right, everyone. Thank you all for being here with us today, too. As always, I hope today's episode serves your highest possible good and inspires you to open up to all the portals of possibility that are calling you forward in your own life right now. 
Until next time, keep unlocking your own superpowers of the soul and put them to great use building a life and a world you love. Bye for now, everyone.